Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. Amen. Hey, Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Must be some technical difficulties today. Praise the Lord. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and, and, and go forward, trusting God and for another day. And I pray that everyone had an awesome, awesome weekend. Uh, last weekend was a weekend of, of Thanksgiving, but as we know, every day, every minute, and every second should be Thanksgiving as unto the Lord. And anyway, so with that going forward, we're going to go ahead with the word today because the word is relevant every day of the week. And as we learn and grow in our relationship with Christ, we learn to understand that he is and we need him every day. And Thanksgiving is an opportunity as we give him Thanksgiving we are adding to our our, uh, um, our, our little basket of collections, as he says, he will supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. As we give thanks, as we serve him, we're just adding to our bank of, of, of opportunities for God to bless us back. Amen. So with that said, I'm going to go forward with good morning and welcome to Naomi's word. As assignment was given, We are here to bring to you, our listeners, words of knowledge that will inspire, encourage, motivate, and to help guide you in all all wisdom. And in all that, it is our goal through these messages given through the character of Naomi and through sincere and fervent prayer given to you by Elder Angelia. How are you doing today, Elder Angelia? I am good, and 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 dealing with this, I'm I'm I, I, I tell you, the adversary will always be defeated when it comes to me. So I don't even know why I try. Um, that that that's the thing. I mean, just kicking me off and all kinds of stuff, just doing it in vain. Yeah, 
What's the problem? I don't know. But the devil is defeated. Amen. Amen, Dr. Arrington. And with that said, we're going forward to see what we can do about that devil. Amen. As he's trying to interfere with what it is that we're trying to do, not only for the kingdom, not only for for the body of Christ, but for our family, children, and loved ones, as we were told to raise them up, train them up. Amen. And when they get older, they will return. So that's what we're doing. We're stepping on the devil's head today. And that has a lot to do with the message that is going forward. Amen. Again, as you know, between Elder Angelia, fervent prayer, fervent prayer. It's in, God is telling us that in order to understand who we are, who you are, who you are, and what you possess, and why you are here, you also have to get an understanding of how to navigate in and through this life as a believing believer in the body of Christ. And as a child of the Most High God, as we know here at Naomi's Word, God will provide in word and in deed. To this program assignment, we say yes. And amen. We will continue to press forward, trusting God all the way. Amen. Reminding us in the scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That is saying right there that he has the plan. So we don't need to trouble anybody else about who we are and what we're supposed to be doing We just have to consult Christ, consult God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And by doing so, that is also building a relationship with him. Even in our natural, personal relationships, you don't get a relationship until you've spent some time with that person, until you've gotten to know that person personally. And especially if you allow your heart to be open to them, you get to know them better. Sometimes you get to know who not to be with and around and, Sometimes you know who God has placed in your life to help be to help benefit your growth in the kingdom. Amen. And it is your now time that he reveals himself to you, the believer, and the plan that he has for you. What he has placed in our hearts and minds, we are to use as stepping stones toward the predestined and preordained path that he has chosen for us. Then he tells us and reminds us in his word, that we are to apply our now faith and to believe what he has said to us concerning his plans for our lives. It is in this process that we must continue to walk by faith as we face our way through this journey called purpose and destiny for our lives. The thing about faith as we're walking in it, it's got an incline. And as you know, when you're walking on a street and you get to a street with an incline, sometimes it gets a little bit exasperating while we're walking up because we have to pump those feet and pump that body a little more. Well, that's like faith. But if you got to, if your goal is to get to the top of that hill, you're going to keep on whatever it takes to get there. And we have to have that kind of faith. We can't count on faith we had yesterday. We have to depend on the faith that we have right now. It's our now faith that's going to get us where God wants us to go today towards our tomorrow. Now, What he has placed, again, in our hearts and minds, they are used for stepping stones, again, for predestined, ordained paths that he has chosen for us. He then tells and reminds us in his word that we are to apply our now faith, which is just what I was speaking about. 
Never forget that life is a process toward our living. Once again, life, it is a process, and your participation is required. In your own life, just show up. After all, we know that Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He showed up for you, and he showed up for me. It just crossed my spirit. You know how sometimes if you can't get somewhere, you ask somebody to come and stand in your place to do what you have to do and whatever, and here's the here's opportunity. Two things can happen. Either they do what you're supposed to do better than you, or they're not quite the representation that God asked you asked them to be because it was your job to do. So you have to make a decision. Do you want to represent yourself so you can give God the full glory or let someone else either fail at being you or end up farther exceeding you? You have to decide. If it's your gift, your call, your assignment, you need to show up and do it. Amen. As you prepare to hear today's message, as a reminder, always and daily put on your most offensive weapons of choice available to the believer. The whole armor of God, which is found in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, also remember to ask the Holy Spirit to create in me a clean heart of God and renew a right spirit within me. That's found in Psalms 51, 10 through 13. As you study to show yourself approved, speak and meditate on these and any other scriptures that come to heart and to your remembrance as often as you need to. Know and understand that we are not alone in our doings. As believers in the body of Christ, now that God is for and with us always, understand and know. He promised in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us. With that said, let's begin. Our title is a continuing title. It's called God Wants Your Focus Back on Him. Not the world and the world's issues. Not the people of the world, but on him. So he can help navigate you each and every second of your day through all of the things that are going on so that you can make the best choices and that you need to make concerning your living and those around you. The topic is dumping the stuff that hinders our prayers from being answered. Mark 2, 21 through 23 says, No one sews a patch of unshrunk new cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it. The new from the old and the tear becomes worse. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the fermenting wine will expand and burst the skins, and the wine is lost as well as the wineskins. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. We're asking God to do something new. He's promised to do something new. But here we are walking around because we have not done the cleansing process. We can't get rid of these bodies that we're in, but we can sure empty it of all the junk and garbage that's in it. So when God brings his new wine, the new spirit in us, our bodies are cleansed so that it can come in and do the work that God wanted it to do in the first place. Our focus today is essential mission. It's called You Are Here Today to Live a Life of Meaning and to Live It Well. You are here today to make a difference. Not someone give it to you, but you make a difference. You are here today to witness the beauty of this life. You are here today to take action and to create new goodness. Today you are here to express values you treasure. Today you are here to support all you love and care about. You are here today to learn, to grow, to feel, and to give. You are here to wonder, to explore, 
to share, and to encourage. You are here today because no one else can do what you can do. No one else can offer you what you have to offer. Live today as though it were your unique, essential mission to be you and to be doing what you do. For in countless ways, on all kinds of levels, it is. Amen. As we prepare to enter into this holiday season, we must come to the truth and awareness that this is an intense time of year, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, socially, emotionally, intellectually, and that's a summarization of our entire being, okay? I myself am anticipating a new year on the horizon with even greater expectations for and from myself with God's favor following up in the rear, amen? Let us not forget that as we bring in the new, it is time to dump the old, redirect the present, and clear the pathway for God, our God to move us into the next level that he has planned for our lives, collectively and individually. Reminder that the word of God speaks against putting new wine in old bottles or wine skins, as the scripture had said before. Can't do it. You can't just, that's like filling a bottle that's already full with something and you're trying to get the new in, but you never got the old out and you wonder why you don't have. Even in, in, in the Bible, it spoke about he made more wine at the at the wedding. He made more wine. In other words, whatever he's trying to do new, he wants to fill you with something new and not keep you wallowing around in the same old. As you and I prepare to do the housekeeping necessary for cleaning and up and, and dumping, cleaning up and the dumping of the old garbage and baggage that we have collected in, over, and through our lives and in our living, let us start out by addressing what can hinder our ability to pray to God, our Father. The question of the day is, what can hinder our prayers? 1 Corinthians 14.33 addresses, For God, who is the source of their prophesying, is not a God of confusion and disorder, but of peace and order. In other words, God requires proficiency. I would like to share the following with you. Uh, These are ten ways prayers are hindered. Amen? One way, beginning with number one, prayers are hindered by lack of love. Jesus came. He brought love. All the virtue that is saving and that distinguishes true Christians from others is summed up in Christian agape love. When that love is missing, when we are not walking in the pattern of Christ, or if our Christ-like love has been corrupted, then our prayers are hindered. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. We are talking about the love of Christ that we are to give to and demonstrate to others. It is of no benefit to say you are a Christian and a child saved by grace if you're not able to demonstrate that love, not only to yourself, but to all those that God placed you before. Proverbs seventeen nineteen states, And he who covers and forgives and forgives our offense seeks love. But he who repeats or gossips about a matter separates intimate friends. That's how it's said in the King James Version. And in the Amplified it says, And he covers a transgression, he that covers a transgression seeketh love, 
but he that repeateth a manner separated very uh separated from friends. In other words, we have to fix our, our issues that we have that would not allow us to love and love fully as Christ. And we have to fix these situations so that you can grow and move forward. Just not dealing with stuff is not the answer. Putting stuff behind you or that saying that was what was done in the past, you have to get your own heart fixed to deal with today. today. Number two, prayers are hindered by pride and selfishness. Pride and selfishness are opposite of Christian love, so it's obvious they hinder prayer. James 4 and 3 says, you ask God for something and do not receive it because you ask with wrong motives, out of selfishness, or with an unrighteous agenda, so that when you get what you want, you may spend it on your uh, own desires. And um, the King James Version says, ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. In other words, you're asking amiss. That hinders your prayers. Number three, prayers are hindered by unbelief and doubt, the absence of faith. Uh, Hebrews eleven six says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who sincerely seek him. If any of you needs wisdom to know what you should do, you should ask God and he will give it to you. God is generous to everyone and doesn't find fault with them. When you ask for something, don't have any doubts. The person who has doubts is like a wave that is blown by the wind and tossed in the sea. A person who has doubts shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. A person who has doubts is thinking about two different things at the same time and can't make up his mind about anything. I think that's like two heads. And the Bible speaks about we can't be of two opinions. You shouldn't choose, you You didn't choose me, I chose you, said the Lord. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Number four, prayers are hindered by disobedience. Once we know the will of God in any subject, it is disobedience and rebellion uh, uh, to con- it would be in disobedience and rebellion to continue to pray for God's will on that subject. This will hinder our prayers. We need to obey God and please him for our prayers to be answered. What the wicked fears will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. Number five, prayers are hindered by family discord and strife. The marriage relationship, for example, was ordained by God in the first few chapters of the Bible. It was part of the first six days of creation. God made everything that was, and he looked at it and said it was good. Then he looked at man and said, it is not good that man should dwell alone. So he he made a helper fit for him. Man and woman were created by God in a special way to complement and finish each other. This relationship is used as a model of Jesus Christ and the church and his children. When this relationship is fulfilled, the ungodly discord and strife, everything suffers. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, In the same way, you husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, with great gentleness and tact, and with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship. As with someone physically weaker, since she is a woman, show her honor and respect 
as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered or ineffective. Number six, prayers are hindered by unforgiveness. The cornerstone of the Christian faith is Jesus Christ died for sins. Jesus Christ paid for sins. Jesus Christ forgives sins. If you do not understand forgiveness enough to forgive others, then your faith is so small that it is tangible and to unbelief. In that case, don't expect prayers to be answered except prayers of confession. And, and keep in mind, it's, uh, unbelief is a sin. Matthew 6, 9 through 15, this is how you should pray. And we remember the model prayer. Most of us grew up when it was the first one that we learned, uh, especially when we were coming to the point where we could remember. This is how you should pray. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, letting go of both of the wrong and the resentment. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then it says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurts and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. And, and we need to understand when we're holding on to stuff, it interferes with our, our straight flow of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's got like uh, interjections or pockets or stuff that is, is basically keeping the flow from going straight to you, to God, from God to you. We do that to ourselves, not our situations. Our situations are only there because we refuse to get rid of them. Our garbage and, and crap is only there because we refuse to allow God to take it from us. When God tells you it's time to deal with stuff, let him deal with it with you because he's saying you're mature enough to handle it now. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against any, that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive your, your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, and I'm not just saying you say it, I mean from your heart, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your trespasses. And you need to understand that uh, forgiveness also brings restoration. It brings restoration to you, and it brings restoration to your external relationships with people. Because when you are restored, you can pray for people. You don't have to walk with them again if that's not your choice. You don't even have to like them. But the body of Christ is compelled in charge to love. So therefore, you should be able to desire God's best for them, regardless of what the situation is. That's when you know true forgiveness has gone forward, the restoration process. Number seven, prayers are hindered by lack of reconciliation. I love the picture that is developed by combining Matthew 5 with 18. If two people have a disagreement for one has something against the other, they both meet each other to reconcile. The one who was wrong going to correct and restore the other, and the one who has wrong going to confess and reconcile to the other, which is what I had just spoken of. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has 
something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Number eight, prayers are hindered by unconfessed sins. The Apostle John spent most of his life enduring sins that have a relationship with God. In John 1, 1, he reminds us that our relationship with each other depends on our relationship with God. These relationships depend on a kind of lives we're living. If we're living an unconfessed sin, we cannot be living in close, intimate relationship with God. So, so if you say you have to love Christ 100-100, a lot of people will say in their marriages that marriage is 50-50. No, marriage is 100-100. Every relationship is 100-100. It's 100-100. Your relationship with Christ is 100-100. If you want 100% with him, with him, you have to give him 100%. You can't give him 25% and expect to get 100% back. You have got to learn in your relationship as it grows to give him everything that you are. And then, therefore, he can give you everything that you need. If we are living again in unconfessed sin, we cannot be living in close, intimate relationship with God. Unbelief is sin. It's a lack of faith. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That's Psalm sixty-six, eighteen. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord will, would not have listened. Psalm 66, 18 again. If I, not, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Repeatedly again, Psalm 66. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, and it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Number nine, prayers are hindered by religion and idolatry. The people of Israel in the time of Hosea weren't living outrageous, propagate, wild party lives. They were deeply, profoundly, piously religious. Yet God rebuked their works and turned his back on them. It was true for them, and it will be true for us. For I will be unto Ephraim as a lion, and as a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear and go away. I will take away, and none shall be shall rescue him. I will go and return to my place, till I, they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. That is found in Hosea 5. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me, and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of, of at all by them? Therefore speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. That's Ezekiel 14, 1 through 5. I called and you refused to listen. 
I stretched out my hands to you, and no one paid attention. You ignored all my advice. You did not want me to warn you. I will laugh at your calamity. I will then make fun of you, when, and when panic strikes you, and when panic strikes you like a violent storm, then calamity strikes you like a windful storm. When trouble and anguish come to you, they will call to me at that time, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but they will not find me. That's found in Proverbs 1, 24 through 28. And I'm sharing these with you to show that this is what the word of God is saying, not Dr. Annette. Okay, number 10, prayers are hindered when not in God's will. One of the most important requirements of effectual fervent prayer is seeking God's will. Even when Jesus prayed to his Father, he sought the will of the Father over his own will. Our prayers will be hindered if we don't do the same. And this is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. That is found in 1 John 5-14. I've just shared with you 10 ways that um, some of the things that we practice in our life, embrace in our life, and just keep walking in it and keep it bound around our ankles and around our neck and anything that would interfere with our ability to have a relationship with Christ as well as anything that would hinder us from being able to hear from God or to speak to God See, we can be like one crying in the wilderness, make way for the make way for the Lord. But the situation is, have we cleared all of those things out of our way? Have we cleared all the junk and garbage? Have we cleared all the the things? And these are just some of the things. And again, when God brings something to you, sometimes people say, "Oh, the devil brought that back, and I don't want to deal with it, so I'm just going to rebuke it." It may not be that. It may be God saying, "Baby, it's time for you and me to deal with this. Let's." deal with this. And when you push it back, it's going to come back forward at another time because you never dealt with it. So put to rest those issues that God is trying to deal with so he can free you so that you can love him and he can continue to love you and have a productive relationship. If we were in the world, if the relationship wasn't working, we'd get out of it. We wouldn't keep staying in something that is not working. So with Christ, you got to get it fixed so that your communications can flow. Amen. A reminder to each and every one of us, God planted us here. He even made our frames out of the dust of the the earth. He blew the breath of life into man through the Holy Spirit of God. As we have been planted, the word of God, which which is in Christ Jesus, has watered us. But the word says, if God who gives the increase, it is God who gives the increase, we too must be planters and waterers for the sake of the kingdom. He knows what he planted from the beginning. Amen. Each day that we are here brings about new opportunities for the believers to understand who he or she is in him. He desires that you allow him to manifest himself into and through you to give you clarity and understanding on how to live this Christian life. Don't keep believing that bad press, everything negative and pessimistic that comes to you, even if it's coming out of your mouth about you or going towards someone else. You have to get the truth of who we are through your relationship with Christ. Understand that only you can do and be you. You must desire in your heart to do and be in his perfect will for your life. As a chosen vessel, you are unique, whole and complete, but only in him. Let's face it, you are 
the man or woman in your own mirror. You must know for yourself as you continue to press forward towards something new that his word says that he is about to show you, give to you, manifest a new thing in your life. It's not new to the Holy Spirit. It is only new to your revealed memory. Remember, a desire to change begins with a need to change. The Holy Spirit is the change agent of your reality, and he is waiting on you. Question, do you believe that you were sent here to this earth to make a difference? Then you must also then reimagine your possibilities. Each believer possesses his own package gifts to offer to this world. Do you know, have a clue, what they are, what and who you are? The only way to get that information resolved is to get in relationship with Jesus Christ. As it is understood, you must remember that the starting point for dealing with one's own issues in life after we have confessed our sins is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Ask to be filled full of the Holy Spirit and then strive to establish a true relationship with him. You must choose to walk as one with a heart of thanksgiving and with an attitude of gratitude. Again, it's your choice. You choose. When you willfully choose to accept change and correction in your life, you are also choosing to go and grow forward and to keep on pressing. In other words, to keep it moving and keep it moving forward. You must understand that making no decision is still making a decision. You are accountable for that choice. You must choose to change. You must choose to grow. I personally have chosen to change, therefore I have chosen to grow while yet becoming. I must become the me that God called forward. I suggest that you choose wisely. As you go forward into your new day, remember that this is your time. Manage it well. Be grateful to God for the generous deposits that he has made in and for your life. Pray often. Let gratitude and humility be your banner. Let thanksgiving be your words of praise. Know for yourself that Jesus is enough for you. When you show up on his behalf, he will show up and show out for and through you. Trust in him and watch him do you good. Pursue opportunities to encourage and be inspiration to others that are around you and in your presence. Also, don't forget to encourage yourself. Be authentic. Give great value to the people that God has placed in your life. He put them there to help you to become. Also, do not forget to give value to yourself. As a believer in the body of Christ, you must know for yourself that Jesus is the answer and never the question. Thank you for joining us today. Have a happy, thankful Thursday, everyone. Give someone a kind word, a hug, or a smile today. Do some random act of kindness just because you can and just because you know that Jesus has provided, loves, and cares for you unconditionally. He dumped the garbage of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness and replaced it with his gift of love, joy, and peace through the Holy Spirit. Walk in it. Because of the sacrifice that he made for you and for me, God, he is the greatest gift giver of all. You must know that for yourself. You must know that he is. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And just as a reminder, just as much as our God is keeping and protecting you, just look around you. Listen and see 
that there are others who are hurting or are in need. Pray and ask God what you can do to help. Store up these treasures in him. Never question the results of your love of God by paying it forward. I promise that you will be rewarded by him for your gifts of love. Amen. I know in my heart and in my mind that Jesus is enough for me. How about you? Won't he do it? Know that you are loved and that you are awesome. Jesus loves you and so do I. You have a fantastic day and a fabulous week in him. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. And we thank God uh, for being the wonderful God that he is on this morning. Uh, we thank God for Dr. Arrington and that word. Um, we we definitely uh, we want to pay attention. Oh, oh, Lord, we want to pay attention to what the word is saying to us. We want to pay attention to what we're being warned of, uh, calamity to be on, on, on guard, to be uh, focused on what God really is trying uh, to fix. We want to be careful of the way that we walk because it's really easy. It, 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 we, we have self-control. Um, Galatians 5 gives us, of course, the fruit of the Spirit, um, the last mentioned being self-control. And I always say um, if you can master the latter, you'll be all right with the rest. But if you are not careful, here's the thing. If you, I've learned this. Um, in the past couple of years or so, if you're not careful, the enemy, the adversary will slow roll you over to a place. See, because his thing is if, if, if mastering the ladder is what's going to help you cultivate all of the, 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 the previous mentions, then he's got to get you to, 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 to lose self-control. He, he, he's got to get you to do something that will cause all the fruit of the spirit to fail you. Uh, a lot of times the worst time, but we, we we thank God that what he is trying to show us is how to have self-control so that we can have perfect fruit, good fruit, great fruit, fruit that we can share with somebody else. Um, and, again, if we're not careful, the adversary will slow roll us to a place where we lose that self-control, and in so doing, we cause damage to our fruit. And God uh, himself, don't worry, God can come back and make it all right uh, for you. But when God is trying to, 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 to warn you or God is trying to get you to see things uh, the way that he sees things, not, not man, I'm talking about God. You know, even though we're here this morning and we're presenting you with the word of God, I definitely encourage you to take that word that Dr. Arrington gave you on today. Uh, and in days previously, take those scriptures that she gave you, because what we definitely want to do, including me when I talk behind her before I do the opening prayer, is to to give you what the word of God says, not our our uh, opinion or, or, or what our pastor refers to as our philosophies, but we want to give you good, sound doctrine. You know, that's what the word says, sound doctrine. That's what we want to give to you. 
So take those scriptures that she gives you and the word that she gives you uh, and, and, and the scriptures that I'm giving you. And, 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 and when you are uh, told something of the word, I, I really encourage you, anytime you're told something of the word, you take those scriptures and you go and you read them for yourself. And then after you read them, ask God for the understanding. Ask God for the revelation of what it is he's showing you. See, because what he, what I can see in it applies to me. Now, I may be able to look into it and see something that can apply to you with all and what God is doing, saying, and why. Uh, same thing for Dr. Arrington. But I just encourage you to take the scriptures. Put the word in your heart, you know. Be encouraged and inspired by what it is that we say. But you will take those scriptures that you have been given and you sit down and study them for yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. So, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the encouragement that you give us, God. We thank you for the correction that you give us, God. We realize that each and every one of us, oh, God, hallelujah, we're imperfect, oh, God. We are just vessels down here, oh, God, hallelujah. And sometimes these vessels that are down here, God, are in your word in Jeremiah. So you, you break us down, oh, God, hallelujah, and you reform us. Hallelujah. It's not because you don't love us. It's because you do. Hallelujah. None is perfect but the Father. And sometimes you just got to show us something, oh God. You got to show us what we just cannot see. Not man, oh God, but you are able to show us, oh God, what we cannot see. Oh God, we thank you that you open our eyes, our blinded eyes, our God, our shut eyes, oh God. We thank you that you open or clear up blurred vision, oh God, that there be no blurred lines, oh God, in the name of Jesus that we can see clearly, God, hallelujah, the song, the, the songwriter wrote, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. So, God, we thank you that you move the clouds out the way, oh, God. You move the rain, oh, God. You even move the wind that can dry up the vision, oh, God, in the name of Jesus so that we can see clearly the path that is before us, God. We can see clearly, oh, God, no matter what it is you're trying to show, God, we thank you for clear vision. Hallelujah, God, that we not stumble. Hallelujah, God, that we may mistake it for something else. God, we thank you right now, God, for clear vision. Not only for clear vision, but clear understanding. Hallelujah. We thank you that you keep our hearts and our minds, oh God, through you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Keep our heart right. Hallelujah. God, we thank you right now that we have the ability to confess to you. So wherever anybody is, myself, Dr. Arrington, and anyone else in between, on the other end, God, we thank you right now, God, that we all have the ability to repent, God, that we all have the ability, oh, God, to cry out to you, that we all have the ability, oh, God, to have you show us. Hallelujah, God, in correction, God, show us, in encouragement, God, show us, hallelujah, God, what it is that we need to do. That is called divine strategy. God, we thank you for that now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the refining process because sometimes some things come up, oh, God, impurities that are inside, precious. Hallelujah, Jesus, that, that that we didn't realize was there. Just as gold is refined and silver is refined, when we look at it, it just looks beautiful to the eye. But when you grab it and you begin to refine it, oh, God, we thank you that something was in there that, that, that took away from the purity. Hallelujah, that took away from its value, oh, God, that took away from its work. But because of the process, hallelujah, those impurities were able to rise to the top so that they could be removed, oh, God. 
God. And that which we thought was precious before is worth even more after the refiner's process. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we know you love each and every one of us, God. No matter what that state is, God, if you're new and you're just coming to God and you're not perfect in all your ways, not even in your thought process, God, we thank you right now, God, that you love them right where they are. We thank you that you bring them from that place, God. It's a slow process. Hallelujah. But we thank you that you take them from glory to glory, just like you do all the rest of us, God. We thank you that you've encouraged them, oh God, and let them know none is perfect but the Father. And somewhere along the line, hallelujah, God, you will stumble. Hallelujah. But God won't let you fall. Hallelujah, Jesus. And God, we thank you right now for the word that came forth because even inside that word I heard, hallelujah, God, be careful that you don't make your brother or your sister fall. Be careful. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you that you hold us up, God. Hallelujah. We be careful that you don't cause them to stumble. Hallelujah, because God is always going to be right there to catch it. Thank you, God, for being there to catch us, oh God. Even when our adversary, oh God, is in the way trying to cause us to stumble, we thank you that you already wrote our book, our name in the Lamb's book of life, oh God. And because you already wrote it there, oh God, you're not going to let us fall. You're not going to let us turn back, oh God. You're not going to let us be lost, oh God. In the name of Jesus, you won't let us die in the spirit, God. But hallelujah, if you have to use the spiritual defibrillator called the word of God, God, you'll wake us up and call our spiritual heartbeat to beat again, God. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, from the pulpit to the door. God, we thank you for your spirit that falls on us all, oh God. It doesn't fall just for us to dance. It doesn't fall just for us to clap our hands. It doesn't fall for us just to shout, 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 cries out, hallelujah, God. It, it doesn't fall for that, but it falls to purify. Hallelujah, Jesus. It falls to purify. And so we thank you, God, that you let your spirit fall. That it drive out of the thing unclean in any any place, oh God. Near, far, wherever you are, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you that they that you be right there with them, oh God, even in their worst situation, in their worst state of mind, even in the worst state of heart, oh God. The worst place their spirit could be. We thank you that you are there, God, in the name of Jesus. In this season, hallelujah, we realize that the adversary really gets to working. God, we thank you that you guard the heart and the mind. God, don't let people fall into depressive states, oh God. Hallelujah, because truth be told, they're just days. Truth be told, they're just capitalist days. Hallelujah. Ah, it's a way to make money. That's all it is. Hallelujah. It's all capitalization. Hallelujah, it's all for budget and benefit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you that day called Christmas, oh God. But truthfully, man created that day. That is not the day you were born. Hallelujah, God. We don't know the exact day you were risen. We just give you a day that we want to celebrate your extra, God. But don't let us get caught up in the commerciality of it all, oh God, so that we get get, get heavy and hard and that our minds, hallelujah, are in places they should not be and 
people get to a place, oh God, where they even want to take their life. Oh God, we thank you right now that you, oh God, get in the way and you guard against the spirit of suicide. Hallelujah, Jesus, because you are the almighty God. You are the all-powerful God. You are greater than any spirit that the adversary can send. So no matter where that person is, oh God, hallelujah, God, I thank you that you're standing right there. You won't let any calamities such as suicide befall them, oh God. Hallelujah, not even an attempt. God, I thank you right now that you, God, hallelujah, shield and defend. That which you once called yours, God, we thank you, hallelujah, that you never take your hand off it, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for a win that blows through, oh God. Blow out everything that's not like you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bring them back to their right state of mind, oh God. Hallelujah. And then as their mind is opened up, oh God, you're able to speak into their hearing, oh God. You're able to open their eyes and cause them to see clearly, oh God, so that even then you can deal with their heart, oh God, and bring them back through that place in you. Hallelujah, Jesus, that the adversary not cause them to stumble. Hallelujah, in an effort to try to claim their soul, because God, we're in a society Season, he's trying to claim your people, God. Hey, come on, he's trying to claim your people, God. Hallelujah! We thank you that you protect them all, protect us all, God. We thank you right now that you have a hedge around us, oh God, that you will not move. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't care what the adversary thinks you've done. We thank you right now, God, that because you hold us in the palm of your hand, we're still covered. We thank you that because you hold us in the palm of your hand, we're still shielded. We thank you that because you hold us in the palm of your hand, we're still defended. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, because he's coming as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he's not just after one, he's after all. Hallelujah, Jesus. So we thank you for knowledge and wisdom and revelation that we can recognize what's really going on. Hallelujah, and that none be lost. Hallelujah, Jesus, that none have to perish. Hallelujah, hallelujah, none have to perish. None have to perish, oh God. We thank you. Whatever it is that you have to do, oh God, whatever it is that you have to do, oh God, hallelujah, you go to any extent, oh God, to save us from ourselves. You go to any extent, oh God, to save us from the hand of the adversary, oh God. Hallelujah, because you love us. Oh, how you love us, oh God. Oh, how you love us. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love, oh God. We thank you for those, oh God, who are interceding and standing in the gap on all of our behalf, oh God, wherever they may be. Somebody else somewhere. I'm praying this morning for somebody else. And somebody else is somewhere praying for me. God, I thank you that you have appointed it in the earth. God, I thank you that for years previously, somebody somewhere was praying for me, just as I am praying for somebody somewhere else. Oh God, and we thank you that in days to come, God, just as we are standing in the gap praying for somebody else, oh God, that you, oh God, have appointed somebody somewhere to be in the earth praying for us, oh God. It is that we pray for one another. 
It is that we pray fervently, oh God. It is that we pray without ceasing. It is that we pray for the best, oh God. We pray for the greatest, oh God. God, we pray for your shield and your defense. God, we pray you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that the adversary be defeated, that we pray him down and back into the place of which you appointed him, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. You would that none would perish. Hey. You would that none would perish. That is why you sent your word, oh God. And when we adhere to the word and when we allow the word to correct us and when we call the hallelujah, allow the word, oh God, to cause us to be different, to cause us to be effective for the better. When we, hallelujah, allow the word, oh God, to order our footsteps, oh God, that we step right every time, oh God. If we follow you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, if we listen to you, oh God, hallelujah, we will never go wrong. And If we open our eyes and we see you instead of seeing other things, oh, God, hallelujah, God, we will never go wrong. Hallelujah, we will never step wrong, oh, God. We will not do wrong. Hallelujah, God, you are going to keep us in all our ways according to your word, which does not lie. Hallelujah, we thank you that it is truth, oh, God. Hallelujah, let your word, that's what your word says, God, let your word, hallelujah, Jesus, be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, oh God. We thank you that every word that you put inside the word is true, oh God. Let every man be a liar, God, because you are true, according to your word, hallelujah, which says, let you be true, and every man be a liar, God. Anything that doesn't align with your word, oh God, is not true. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, we thank you, O God, that we love you greater. Hallelujah, we love you greatest, most of all. But we thank you that you, O God, are perfecting love within us for one another. It's not an easy thing in all situations. But we thank you, God, that you give us a right heart and a right spirit. Hallelujah, that you renew it day by day. Hallelujah. So I pray right now for every leader because the adversary is seeking and he's taking them down first. Hallelujah. Because how, hallelujah, can we hear without a preacher? And how can a preacher, ah, yeah, a preacher, he hasn't been sent. So we thank you for those that you have sent, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, that somebody somewhere may hear. That somebody somewhere may be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. That somebody somewhere would give their life to you, oh God. Hallelujah. How can we hear without a preacher? How can you preach except he be sent? How can we hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? Uh, how can we hear without a preacher? We need them. Hallelujah, God, that you have appointed in the earth, oh God. Hallelujah. And you know who you appointed, oh God how you appointed them, where you appointed them, when you appointed them, and just why you did. Hallelujah. How can we hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? Be careful. How can we hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? Be 
careful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we walk circumspectively in your name, oh God, that we walk circumspectively in your word, oh God, that we walk circumspectively, oh God, in our call and appointment, oh God, that we walk circumspectively, oh God, in the gift in the, that you have given, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Walk circumspectively. Be careful. Come on, oh, in the name of Jesus. Walk in the place that you have been appointed. Here it come my hand, Hallelujah, that we be shooting, we be protecting, we be defended by God. Walk it, come out of water. Keep your footsteps sure. Walk. Hallelujah, in the gift. Walk in the call that God has appointed. Hallelujah, and I pray for every leader in every place. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray for our leader, our pastor, oh God. I thank you that you are with him. Hallelujah, at all times. God, I thank you, hallelujah, that you are speaking to him even now. God, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Speaking into his hearing, God. Opening, hallelujah, new revelation, new knowledge, oh God. Opening your word, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Not only the book, God, but you give greater revelation and you provide, oh God, consistently a rainbow word, oh God, that it impact your people. Hallelujah. How can we hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? Hallelujah. So we thank you for the sick one, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. How can we hear without a preacher? God, we thank you, hallelujah, that you order his footsteps. How can we hear without a preacher? Hallelujah, God, we thank you that you keep, hallelujah, everything around him within him, both naturally and spiritually regulated, God. In the name of Jesus, how can we hear without a preacher? And we thank you, oh God, for those that you have appointed, hallelujah, under his leadership, because again, how can we hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent? So, God, we thank you for the sent ones, God, that you have appointed to him, oh God, to oversee. We thank you for the sent ones, God, hallelujah, that you have appointed to him, oh God, to help to get through this thing called journey, oh God, that they go somewhere, oh God, and be able to impact the people because how, hallelujah, can we hear without the preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? Hallelujah, God, so we thank you now for his appointment, God, and we thank you that you keep him, hallelujah, Jesus. Keep him, God, in every way. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. So forth, because this day, oh, this day is already dominated. Why? Because God is in it. Hey, God is in it. But I do encourage you to encourage someone else, someone else to do the same in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed today, y'all. Stand on the word of God. Trust God. He's your protector, shield, <laughs> and defense. Glory to God. Have a wonderful day. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.